the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Let's get right to it today. Hmm. The Kevin McCarthy getting sacked. It's played out like U.S. is without a second person in the presidential line of succession. Kind of interesting. That's a list of who assumes the presidency should the sitting president be unable to do their job. After vice president, the House Speaker and president pro tempore of the Senate. The list continues into the cabinet secretaries and such and such and such. Um, NASDAQ up 1.3%. So there's a lot of drama there. A lot of drama. And not a lot's going to get done in Congress. That's a little problematic with another debt ceiling coming up. And the big argument seems to be, should we be supporting Ukraine or not? If we want it to end this, don't you think we could just invite them to the UN and say it's the UN's problem now? Hmm, interesting, right? The NASDAQ up 1.3%, the SP 500 up 8 tenths of 1%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 4 tenths of a percent. So it was a positive day yesterday. I'm not putting a lot of weight in this market right now. A lot of value. Um, bond yields came down. Stocks went higher. Okay. New data from ADP on the job market came in weaker than expected, which could be a good sign for interest rates. It was especially smooth sailing for a cruise operator yesterday as oil prices dropped. This is a fascinating quickie. <clears throat> um. Oil dropping. It's gone up a lot since hitting $65 um, dollars a barrel. It's gone straight up to $95 in a four-month period. What's interesting about that is it became a very crowded trade. Saudi Arabia and Russia both thought that the world demand for oil was going higher. Now that trade is working out the other way. Quickly gone from $95 a barrel to $80 a barrel. A lot can be said the same, similar for the crowded trade of the 10-year Treasury bond and how much it's moved in a similar time. Um, just a lot of money is moving in the same direction is the basic concept for conversation here. And sometimes it becomes a crowded trade and crowded trades revert back to the means. Over time, not always the time that you want them to, but over time. Let's talk about some other stories out there, shall we? Um, Ozempic is making such splashy waves um, that it was created to treat type 2 diabetes. And now people can lose 15% of their body weight. Over 9 million prescriptions were written for the blockbuster drugs in the last three months. This is probably the most exciting drug since Viagra. 
snack food brands are thinking, what does this mean for us? Airlines are thinking, what does this mean for us? Diet companies, what does this mean for us? Let me give you some examples. Um, Appetite suppressant drugs take out your urge to get on the chip aisle. Smuckers acquired Hostess Rands for $5.6 billion last month, and the Kellogg company spun off its cereal division this week so it could focus on Cheez-Its, Pringles, and other snacks. Analysts are warning they see appetite-suppressing drugs taking a bite out of demand. Okay, so that makes a little sense, right? But how about this one? Airlines. You could help lower costs for the airlines without admitting to shrinking legroom. Um... What they could do is if everyone average passengers weight increased by 10 pounds, United Airlines would save $80 million a year on fuel costs. Okay, that's kind of interesting. See a positive there? The $76 billion diet industry has historically touted eating right and exercising and keeping monthly memberships as the keys to slowing down. But Ozempic's rise threatens to destroy the already flailing. Just cut out the carbs, just cut out the sugar, just cut out the nachos, just cut out whatever. Um, to the point that Weight Watchers now has a prescription drug arm. They want to get in on the action because they see it's going to hurt their core business. Walmart said they expect the prescriptions to help drive sales by getting people into stores. So as more people get uh, the, uh, they don't take the shot version, they take the pill version. You'll be going to the pharmacy a little bit more. And because Walmart's such a big pharmacy, people will be in their stores a little bit more. Interesting, right? So that's a kind of a fun headline, in my opinion. Fight to lead Congress is on. Um, I, I can't really get excited about this story at this point in time. I, I know maybe I should, but I just think it adds further questions to the Wall Street. And then I go, there we are. Tech companies want you to wear AI. You're seeing more and more, not things like Fitbits, but uh, there's a new one called Humane's AI Pen. Wherever you pin it, Humane says it features a camera, a projected screen, and a speaker. The device can notify you of calls, translate sentences into another language, tell you if you're allergic to a chocolate bar. Tell you if there's peanuts inside of a chocolate bar. That's kind of fun. So companies behind the new wearables are hoping you'll like them enough to use them instead of your smartphone. Very interesting times. Um, what's really interesting, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work on social media, and the social's gone. And what stinks about that is when we all got into Facebook the first time, we're like, hey, let's see pictures of your kids. Oh, they're so cute. And now we're like, I don't want to see pictures of your kids anymore. And... I have a cousin or my sons have a cousin that, you know, they stayed in touch with. But then social media, Facebook, Instagram, they all have become too corporate. They're more media and less social. Just throw that down there for you. Um, hours used on social media apps are shrinking. When was the last time you posted on Facebook? When was the last time you posted on Snap? When was the last time you posted on Instagram? So, I don't know, throwing that down there for you. Um, elsewhere out there, I don't want to hit that story. Um, 
Biden administration approved the cancellation of $9 billion in student loan debt from 125,000 borrowers. Student loan payments resumed this month following a pandemic pause. Um, I just wish that story would end at some point in time. It's teaching us maybe, you know, student debt loans won't be a headwind. It's tough to say if it will or won't if the Biden administration keeps going around the Supreme Court and canceling debt. I'm not knocking anyone in this decision. It just seems like it's a prolonged final decision. McDonald's and Wendy's want a dismissal of a lawsuit accusing them of false advertising because their burgers don't look as big or as appetizing in person. That's fair. I can see both sides of that lawsuit. Apple CEO Cook, uh, CEO Tim Cook, sold $41.5 million after taxes of the company stock. Sounds impressive until you remember he made $355 million selling Apple stock in 2021 and still holds another $565 million worth. Worthy of note. A lot of money to own in one stock. So I don't knock him for diversifying deal. Still year-to-date numbers are good except for the Dow. Translation right now on the rebound yesterday. We're data dependent. The Fed doesn't meet again until November. Initial claims came out today that were the lowest level of claims associated with basically a tight labor market. So, labor's not doing what the Fed really, really wants it to do. And that's unemploy a couple of people to kill inflation. A couple hundred thousand people. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Sometimes it's just a little bit better to take a couple steps back from the data. That could be a matter of days, a matter of weeks or months. And like I said in the first segment, some trades become very, very crowded. Um, oil went fast, and now it's come back to kind of a more digestible area. Ten-year treasure went up too far too fast, and it should come back a little bit lower. As it does, that should create the opportunity for end-of-the-year market rally. But today we're seeing like mega cap growth stocks, part of the Magnificent Seven, if you will, um, showing some softness. And that's a good thing because they've gone up too far too fast. But they're too far too fast is in the last six months level. Treasury yields are moving lower today. Selling into yesterday's rebound, people are taking some profits as well as maybe positioning better for the future. Digesting the weekly jobless claims report, which indicated an ongoing tight labor market. Those are just some of the big stories today. 
let's burn through some content, shall we? I think there's some really interesting business stories out there this week. Um, one of them, again, being that Facebook meta and Instagram meta and Instagram or uh, Facebook and Instagram are considering raising setting prices for their services without ads in Europe. European Union takes um, privacy a lot more seriously than the United States does. And they're being told you can't operate the way you're currently operating. Would you pay 15 bucks, 12 to 15 bucks for uh, Facebook and get like Instagram for $3? Would you bundle them? I don't see it. I don't see it. Netflix said they didn't say, but it, it, they're looking like they're going to raise prices once the writer strike ends. Um, again, there's a lot of companies. There's a lot of businesses uh, going into the summer of strike became the fall of strikes. This time next year, if everything's put into place, we'll have higher wages and that'll help the economy. And Wall Street likes that. The downside is the companies um, that will be able to stay positive. I'm not sure GM and Ford will be able to remain competitive with European and Asian automakers, as well as Tesla, if the union gets half of what they're asking for. And what that means is more expensive cars or those companies going bankrupt. More expensive car uh, businesses, manufacturing in Canada and in um, Mexico. I just don't think that it, with what the auto workers are asking, I don't see it. I don't see the math. They're essentially asking for an hourly wage three times greater than what Tesla plays hourly employees at a time when Tesla's getting ready to come out with a $30,000 model car. I see some trouble there for GM and Ford. And I'd say Stellantis, but does anyone really care about Stellantis? They want to be mean. Um, Uber, they will now they will come to your house and pick up packages for you. $5 for the service. They'll pick up five packages. They need to be prepackaged or $3 for its Uber one members. Can't really get excited by that, but I see it. I, I hear some people don't have cars. I get it. They live in the world of people drop stuff off at their door. Google had an unveiling of the new pixel yesterday. All I could say is, huh? What? Um, it's not quite the iPhone event. Pixel phones in the past couple of years haven't had a good reputation with lots of complaints about the Pixel 6 and Pixel 7 dropping calls. Uh, they're just not, that's not their core business in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't feel like they can compete is the right way of me saying that, I suppose. Starbucks buys 3% of the world's coffee. They're working on versions of their coffee that are more able to handle weather. Interesting, right? And I, I do think if, um, that one's interesting because a bad winter where you get too much moisture in the mountains where coffee's grown and they pay double for their coffee. Okay, okay. It's not wildly interesting, but you get it. Three, how about the fact that they buy 3% of the world's coffee? 13 states that don't tax retirement income. Alaska. They don't tax your social security benefits. Your 401k and IRA distributions are also tax-free in Alaska. Alaska has a no state income tax. Alaska has a no state inheritance or state tax. That'd be interesting. When I move to Alaska to pass on my money to my children more efficiently, don't ask me that, kids. 
Um, I'd probably move to like Bear City and be killed by a bear, right? Florida won't tax your retirement income because the state doesn't have uh, tax income at all. Your heirs won't pay in a state or inheritance tax as well in Florida. Keep in mind there are federal limits. Um, so the, would you move to a state that doesn't tax um, your, so your retirement benefits? It, you go along a lot further, right? 10, 20% further. If you haven't saved enough, I would strongly consider it. Nevada, Arizona, Florida, they have the reasons for being retirement hubs for um, that alone, probably, right? Mississippi. Am I cook a letter, cook a letter, I cook a letter, cook a letter, I hunchback letter, hunchback letter, I. That's how I learned how to spell Mississippi. <laughs> what mess did my parents put on me? Um, Tennessee doesn't tax personal income, but you may f- uh, pay federal taxes on your Social Security benefits, pension, your 401k. So you kind of have to figure out what's right for you. It helps to work with a certified financial planner. And you can learn more about that by going to my website, Rob Black Show. And if you want a review of your portfolio and your income and your needs um, going into retirement, drop uh, go to robblackshow.com and drop me an email. Elsewhere, what do we have um, as far as big stories? I don't think I need to do that story yet. Um, jobless claims increased slightly to 207000 for the week. Again, we're well employed. That's one of the reasons we keep pushing back a recession. And... Inflation staying sticky. It's something that if there's a recession, companies cut uh, employees and employees don't have paychecks. You can see how that should work working out right now. Rivian share sink 16% after the EV makers had plans to raise 1.5 billion. Um, I own no EV competitor. If you're going to own anything, own Tesla. In my opinion, just Rivian's probably six years behind the manufacturing process that Tesla is. And they keep going to the stock market to raise money. That dilutes people who already have shares. Constellation Brands beats on earnings as Modelo-fueled beer momentum continues. That's worthy of note because that goes back to, is this a Budweiser transgender story? It kind of is. Um... I find that all light beers kind of taste the same, but Modelo, you kind of feel a little Mexico if you're outside barbecuing on a grill. And uh, you feel like the Mexican beach vibe thing going on. Their beer portfolio posted 12% sales growth, boosted by 8.5% growth in shipments. That's a really good quarter. You could invest in beer companies. I think that's kind of hilarious in a good way. The McDonald's is bringing back the McRib despite the farewell tour that they've already had for it. It sounds kind of like the Rolling Stones, right? In 2022, McRib had a farewell tour. Um, now they're bringing back the McRib yet again. It won't be available nationwide. McDonald's is playing coy with exact locations and how customers can find it. It is one of those products that people want. Learn more about an event coming up at the end of October at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Procrastination does not pay. When it comes to holiday flights, that's why travel sites are saying travelers should lock in their tickets by October 14 to get the best deals. Look at the calendar. You've got nine days left to do it. 
saving money is just as important as earning money, just as important as investing money in my book. Um, Some headlines on mortgages. The mortgage market is cruising higher. 8% mortgages seem to be right around the corner, which isn't the worst thing around. Um, It's just going back in time, not all the way back to when you were a child, but um, 8% mortgages are on the horizon. Measured weekly by Freddie Mac, mortgage rates have increased by nearly a full percentage point since the final reading in 2022. Last week's average 30-year rate came in at 7.31%. That's the highest level since 2000. Remember 2000? That was the hanging Chad era of our elections. And if you don't remember it, go Google hanging Chad. And you need to check into your memory if you don't remember that. So at 8%, rates could reach their highest level since August 2000. That is high compared with recent years, but as anyone who bought a home in the 80s and 90s will tell you, 8% mortgage is far from staggering, staggering historically. Home loan applications are sinking to their lowest level since the 1990s. They say that um, experiences are doing so well because younger people can't afford a home. So instead of sinking money into that, they're sinking money into me. Me, 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 and doing fun things now. Tough time to relax, isn't it? Feel a little anxious on the housing market. Let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com to talk a little bit about, about the potential 8% mortgage rates that could be on the horizon. And if you take a look at a chart from 2000, you saw 8% mortgages. And then they really got dropped down to 2004 when we uh, saw um, 6.3%. So 8.2 down to 6.3. And then they took another major crazy run down in 2012 to 3.6%. Then they started working higher. And then they started working a lot lower to 2.66 in 2020. And that was it. Things have been marching higher in a straight kind of empire state building kind of chart. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing great. I mean, you said it. It's been uh, a crazy chart when you put it all into, you know, 20, 30-year perspective uh, a lot of people that are looking at houses today don't know what it's like to see rates in the eights when you owned a home 25 years ago you saw it and if you own a home in the 80s you saw rates in the 15s and 16s so it, it is kind of a roller coaster ride over a period of time but um you know i think the phenomenon that not a lot of people are used to right now is we just don't have a lot of inventory last m- month we saw year-over-year year home prices actually go up 3.7 percent year-over-year percent um, year over year, and then 0.3% on a month over month basis. So it's it's a weird phenomenon that we're seeing right now. I talk to you every couple of days, and one of the questions I always have for you is, um, how are things holding up? Because as a non-mortgage person, but I understand mortgages are a huge part of a financial plan, um, the headline news makes it seem like you you are not putting food on your table. But you're always like, yeah, there's something working. There's a reverse mortgage here. There's a divorce here where they have to sell a property. Um, it's it's not the I'm buying for investment reasons. It's people are buying for other reasons. Um, is that fair to say? Um, and some and mostly, yeah. We see a lot of people who are selling their houses and buying new houses. Uh, we're seeing a lot of investors, you know, 
pulling money out, believe it or not, to, to equity lines, or they're doing a bank statement loan, or what they call a DSCR, which is one of those uh, loans that are based off of the uh, cash flow of the property. And they're pretty active, but you, you know, as a brokerage, we've been around for 28 years, I think. Mm. And you know, you, you, we have our hands in a lot of different types of um, of activities, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, investors in Oakland or people that are moving to San Diego. So we, we're, we're working with a lot of people. So we stay busy. It wasn't like it was in 2020 to 2022 when, you know, we, you had rates that were below 3% and everybody was refinancing. But, you know, working with a good broker is why we're around because we offer a really good service. So it's worthy of note that when I was trying to say with investments, let me clarify that a little bit because uh, you are right. I'm, I, I was too broad. I bought a home in July of 2021, and I overpaid by 400000 to get the deal done. And ever since then, the house ha- it went up for another three months higher, 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 higher. It went up crazy. At one point in time, I was able to make a million dollars if I sold it in the first year. It went up that much. And since the rates have marched higher, it's come back down to exactly where I paid for it. So the easy investment, or not investment, but the easy um, uh, equity growth, it's, it feels like it's gone for now. Um, and that's not a bad thing because it's been an incredible 28 years since we were at this pace last time of you know about 8% mortgages. I think that's a little bit more fair it's to certainly, say. It, it certainly okay, has made a, put a dent in the amount of investors that are in the market. We had about a 44% decrease in, uh, in like professional investor activity. And, and if you want to call it speculation, you, know, you, you want to buy something, fix it up, and, and flip it for a profit, the profits are coming down, the, the actual investors that are involved, so it'll come back. And I, that's actually one of the um, segments of the market we, we're going to watch. When those investors start coming back, that's going to be a trigger that home prices are going to go back up. Okay. Any last thoughts, anything that we need to know? Well, you know, just just try to keep your credit clean. If you're looking for a house, put your best foot forward. Uh, you know, rates are high, so you don't want to go any higher than you have to. The difference between a 650 score and a 750 score can be about 1%. You mentioned that Freddie Mac is 7.31. Why pay 8.31 if you can get 7.31? So fix your credit and put your best foot forward on a house. Well said. Tony Mendez, he's done every one of my mortgages in the last 25 years. I think that's worthy of note. He's part of my quote-unquote financial plan, and he's part of my financial team. It's important to have someone that you can talk to and can spend time with you, maybe break bread with you, um, or drink bread when you have a beer with somebody. Um, thanks, Tony. Tony always comes out to my seminars and he answers uh, questions on real estate. But if you want to find him yourself, you can find him at com. That's com. He's a good guy. Um, it's a weird thing to say, but it's really helpful when you have a, a need for a mortgage or a need for a home equity line of credit or a reverse mortgage for your parents. You have someone that you can say, can you show me the numbers? And uh, let's put it this way. I've never shopped him. Like, I'm not worried about that aspect of his business. <clears throat> There's some really unscrupulous people in every industry. Um, but I have to imagine some of the people who charge three points on top of your mortgage rate so that they can, you know, buy a beach house on top of your beach house. It seems kind of silly. I have to imagine the industry is going through a um, weed out the um, toxic business people, so to speak. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening. Um, 
I like lists. I'm not sure if you do. And you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Goldman Sachs says you should buy these four stocks now. I love lists like this. Like, how do they know who's reading this article? It's their best ideas list. They have an army of brokers and wealthy clients who they see this list and they go, oh, interesting. Um, on the list are some interesting names. Quanterix is a name I don't know. It's a biotech firm involved in diagnosing neurological conditions like Alzheimer's, and its leading blood-based testing approach is opening the potential for a much earlier diagnosis. Goldman points out this is improper right now because certain drugs have been shown to slow Alzheimer's um, significantly if started early enough. So I didn't say it's improper. I meant to say it's important. So finding out if you have Alzheimer's, it's just as important to know it early so you can take the drugs that help and are more effective when it's in the early stages. Quanterix, Decrisimal QTRX, um, <clears throat> company's small. It's just got a billion dollar market cap. So I'll, I'll look at that one and I'll, I'll order the research on it. Goldman, that's not a bad idea. We're, we're, as a nation, we're getting older. My mother had Alzheimer's. Her mother had Alzheimer's. Um, I, I think we all know someone who's who's got that Degenerative condition. NVIDIA is on their list. Then Goldman. This one seems too obvious. <clears throat> AI powering graphics processing units. Um, NVIDIA's data center segment will grow by more than 50% on average over the next couple of years to around $70 billion. The firm's entire revenues, including sales into gaming and auto industries, was just $27 billion last year. Um, Goldman reckons NVIDIA can reach $605 a share. That's 32 times its 2024 estimates. Um, companies pricing in essentially 10% growth in free cash flow for the next 10 years. And then two and a half percent after that. That's a lot of assumptions. I own shares of NVIDIA for the record. Another one that I kind of go, okay, interesting, interesting Goldman Sachs. Thank you. Cintas. If you go into restaurants, sometimes you'll see someone come in and grab a bag of laundry. They pick up, they launder, they drop off standard clean uniforms every day in a way that's cost effective for companies and workers. If you've ever worn scrubs, lab white coats, chef's attire, coveralls, a good chance Cintas put those on you. Uh, they do a lot of work in the healthcare industry. They do a lot of work in the restaurant industry. Demand isn't likely to remain contained in the healthcare sector. Some 60% of companies and their workers currently take care of all the cleaning and laundering services themselves. So that's another interesting one. <clears throat> Cintas historically has been a pretty good name. And the last one on the list is Okta, which this is the most fascinating one to me. It's one of those IPOs that came out at the wrong time during the pandemic. But they do cloud-based identity checks, which is so much better than passwords. Um, they got a Interesting product line. I'm out of time for this segment, but it's Okta, O-K-T-A. Always consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. Big event coming up at the end of October in San Mateo. Daytime on a Saturday. RobBlackShow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com. I'm Rob Black. Let's take a look back at some of the stories from today. Um, I do think it's kind of important to try to stay on top of the stuff. Uh, just so you get a good vibe. 
So you don't get freaked out. You don't get excited. You don't get fearful. NASDAQ's up 26.5% year to date. SP 500's up 11.1%. We're in the final three months of the year. That's a good year. That's historically a very nice year. Really good for the NASDAQ. S&P mid cap up just four tenths of a percent. That's horrible. So the market's not getting breath. It's not getting wide leadership. Russell's down 1.8%. So if you have a 401k, your small cap fund, probably not doing great. Your mid cap fund, but not doing great. Not beating inflation. S&P 500 speeding inflation, but the S&P 500 is market weighted. So the growth stocks in the NASDAQ, Tesla, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, um, they're kind of doing the and meta are all doing the hard work. They're, they're oversized gains this year. That's not good news, in my opinion. It's not bad news. It's just not really good news either. Um, the stock market is responding to 10-year treasuries, which have gone berserk in the short term. When I say berserk, I'm talking berserk in the short term. But part of that was also oil. Oil was moving super high in a super short period of time. And what I mean by that, um, in the third quarter, energy prices went up 30 to 40%, depending on what type of energy you're talking about. Um, but oil was 75. Well, let's even go back further. In June of this year, oil was at $69. And then it makes a, almost a straight four-month, five-month March to $94, $93.68. And now it's pulled back to $84.15. That's a little pressure off, off the stress on the markets right now. Ten-year treasury it became a crowded trade. If you owned energy in the third quarter and up until last week, you were winning, 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 while the stock market was starting to struggle in the fall. Ten-year treasury, same story. It had a massive, fast run. And to give you an idea, um, back in June when oil was cheap um, at $65 a barrel, the ten-year treasury was at 3.8%, and then it basically ran up to 4.8%. That's a huge, that's an exponential run. 30 plus percent, right? It's due for a pullback. Not saying where it's guaranteed to happen. Not saying it's guaranteed to happen in one week. But that trend should set you up to be a winner in the back half of the year. Not promising. Can't do that against the law. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's TGL Golf League will air on ESPN. That's kind of interesting. Golf doesn't work for me. I don't get it. But with that said, trying to put some personalities into the business, um, into the top of the business. Disney's ESPN linked a multi-year deal with Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy Startup Golf League. TGL, it's called, is going to operate in partnership with the PGA Tour. It's going to kick off January 9th. It's going to feature 18 PGA players split into six teams. Hedge fund billionaire and New York Mets owner Steve Cohen has invested in the league. That's what I would call kind of like a fluffy headline story. The auto workers, um, Donald Trump said something pretty interesting this week, and I don't get my business quotes from Donald Trump, to say the least. But when he said the UAW president's making a mistake and he's warning that all the EVs will be made in China, I don't think all EVs will be made in China. But I, I, 
that's a strike that's really tough to get behind because Americans want cheap cars. And when you're jacking the price of making the cars, I understand those are people's lives. I get it. Uh, but you already have a savior in the industry who has a lower cost to make a car and he charges more for it. So he's actually got profit margins where Ford and General Motors have skim profit margins. Highest cost of doing business is labor. I don't know how I feel about the strike. Um, those wages the UAW is asking for are not competitive with Europe. They're not competitive with Asia. They're not competitive with Tesla. And the car companies will raise prices. So maybe I've bought my last American-made car. Same thing happened back in the 1980s when <clears throat> Japan got really good at manufacturing. And Americans were buying Japanese-made cars. Um, very hot, very productive, very uh, dinner kind of feel. And you'd go to a, a state that manufactures cars and you'd see only American cars, but the quality of American-made cars wasn't as good as the quality of the Japanese-made cars. I just, I hope we're not setting ourselves up for letting the auto workers win only to lose. Treasury yields are moving lower. That's probably the story of the day. Last final thought is, I, I brought this up yesterday. I kind of wanted to hit it. Are your heirs prepared? There's going to be a huge transfer of wealth between generations. I don't think a lot of heirs are prepared to inherit. 15% of American adults expect to receive an inheritance. They're not confident they know how to manage funds. I have My spouse has a best friend from childhood. Um, the inheritance kind of destroyed her and her brother's relationship, and they're both running out of money fast, and it was a good amount of money. Adults who expect to receive an inheritance anticipating receive even 740000 on average. 42% said they're not comfortable with that new wealth. Everyone should write a will. Um, in my opinion, you can do it at a website like a legal shield. It doesn't have to be the greatest will ever. Um, now, if you're rich, you should have the greatest will ever, but it really helps. Women heirs are less confident than men overall. Nearly twice as many women who expect to receive an inheritance feel uncomfortable managing their inheritance. I received an inheritance when my mother passed away and that thus killed off my father and mother total together and their money became the children's money. 30. Um, I put that money into income stocks. So I can celebrate her life every year uh, with dividends and let my kids see it and celebrate my mom and dad. Um, I plan on doing something similar to my children for my children anyhow are your kids ready for it or not big question uh, big event coming up in San Mateo at the Crown Plaza late October you can sign up at robblackshow.com it's robblackshow.com it's a Saturday afternoon retirement event think you're in good shape for retirement find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, 
pass on your estate, and minimize taxes. This event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.